Oh, you, oh, oh shit! Pelicans oh, win one twenty one one oh six. They're oh, fifteen really and eight. That. I don't know how to act. Ross in studio. Lido, Chaz, Chris Congren, join us first before we get into the show. Come uh, on. Presented to you. Thank you for that. Presented to you by Company Burger, located at 4600 Ferret Street, and DraftKings. DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of Boot Crew Media and the NBA. Jose Alvarado went off for 38 tonight. We're about to get into it right now. Lito, I, I purposely posted this question on Boo Crew Media just to ask you first because we were so wrong, me and you both. We're so wrong about Jose Alvarado. Um, about six months ago, we, 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 we admitted to it. I'm, um, I'm not apologizing for that anymore. They, they yeah. just got to get over it. Is he one of the best backup point guards in the NBA today? I mean, I, said, I feel like I say this every episode. If he's not – if I, name, me, name me two better backup point guards. I, I don't I don't know. And off the top of my head, like I don't I don't have a name that 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 you know what I'm saying. I would no, pick before Jose. I mean, Ross, are we off of that? Are you are we missing anybody? Like, is he not the best backup point guard in the league? I mean, he's one of them for sure. I mean, there's other good guys, and I mean, we're we're speaking from a very like he just had his best game of his career, so like he feels yeah great. A little, little bias. Yeah, a little, we're a little bit hot. No, look, he's played great. Um, I mean, he's certainly in that that top class of backup guys that can come in. I mean, now he's proven he can come in and start games too. And um, yeah, he, he's in that the upper tier, unquestionably, of of backup. Chaz, he just gives you something different um, off the bench. You know, Ross had mentioned you know about starting, but off the bench, he brings a certain type of energy. Uh, Pelicans are getting their ass kicked early on today, and he came in and just completely changed the game. Yeah, I think uh, again a guy like Jose, who's um, he's had more freedom off the bench, uh, it allows him to maximize some of the things you want to do, some of the things he's been working on. Um, I think that I actually think that was a really good adjustment because you see the, the couple of games before against like the Raptors and the uh, the prior game, we kind of struggled against uh, size a bit. And you bring him into this game, and you don't necessarily see those struggles because uh, they actually benched the guy. Uh, what's his name? Bones. Something. It's a dude. Bones Highland. Uh, Bones Hill. Highland. That's one guy I hate watching him play. But they actually uh, benched him. Shit, boy. Yeah, he was. Um, and it, it didn't do anything. Like you just couldn't stop the guy. And um, credit to him for being ready, um, putting the effort in and on his game this offseason, working on his offense and uh, maximizing what he he uh, does well. Speaking of being ready, Lito, we got to talk about a guy, your guy, JV, today did not have a great game, um, but a guy that did come off the bench and was ready to play was Billy Hernan Gomez. Again, like 12 points. Lito, listen, Billy Hernan Gomez, I mean. <laughs> what we, what, Justin, what's the question before I log off this podcast? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going down that road. Calm down. I'm not going down that road. Right. I'm just talking about. Billy Hernan Gomez hasn't really gotten a lot of run to, uh, this year, but to yeah. always be ready to be a professional, he shows up when his number is called. I mean, Billy will walk in double double any anytime he gets the opportunity. He's a, I mean, he's the only MVP on the team. Again, he's the only MVP on the team, <laughs> right? Like, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that at at him coming in the game. What did he have? Uh, I think at twelve and eight or something. Twelve eight three. And he shot 10 free throws. 
in 20 I minutes. Mean, he shot 10 free throws? 10 free, 8 of 10 from the line in 20 minutes. Serious heart attack. I'm looking at it. God. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man. He, he had a – it. Th- this game is about matchups, though, right? Like, this game was all about – this is not a <clears> – let <throat> me throw some – let me throw some some bell for my guys. This is not a JV game. What, oh, what, here we go. What, 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 what the judges go – I mean, it, it's nobody. It's nobody in the, in the NBA who's go check Nikola. Like we we don't no. even gotta, you know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> Jokic was literally beating Jonas up and down the court. Like when he got the ball off the break and he took, I was like, yo, all right, yeah, take this out right now. Yeah, I, I noticed that too because I, I felt like for a while there they were they were kind of trading baskets, but every time we would miss a shot, I mean, Jonas was in this like heavy run. <laughs> Up and down the court, <laughs> he couldn't, and he catch, couldn't up catch up to him. And I was like, man, that was kind of telling me, I'm like, man, we, you know, it's it's going to be a different type of game. And it, it was up and down there for a while, but I definitely noticed that um, he, he was really struggling to keep up with the play. Yo, Chris, uh, the Pelicans, uh, Chris Conn joined the show. Uh, the Pelicans, a championship contender. Here we go. Why do you why do you always ask these questions for live shows? Because they're fun. No. I've, I'm not. I'm not saying it yet. They're 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 a Western just Conference. Beat the greatest offensive team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, give me give me give me more reps against against the best of the best. Give me another Denver matchup. Give me you know Boston fully healthy. We don't know. We got to see the core. We got to see the core healthier for more than just two or three games at a time. You 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 this show some arrogance without Michael Porter too. Let's just. Yeah, I mean this is and this is the Pelicans without Brandon Ingram. Speaking of MVP season, Chaz, Chaz, you've been driving this bus along with Schmidt to put the ball in Zion's hands in his last four games. I think he's averaging twenty nine points per game, nine assists, eight rebounds. I mean, those are MVP stats. The offense is going through number one. Uh, What are you seeing from Zion um, now that basically point Zion is here? You know, I'm actually glad you you pivoted to asking about Zion, because you said, speaking that we were talking about Brandon Ingram and you mentioned like MVP. I was like, where is he going with this? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not where I think he's going, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I think um, Zion was, uh, was great. Um, He didn't get discouraged. That's something I was a little concerned about early in this game. I was like, ah, shit. Cause he had a few that he missed that he usually makes. Um, And you can say that about a couple of guys. Uh, I thought that his defensive rebounding was stood out the most to me. Really got after the boards. Um, Aaron Gordon is a pretty decent matchup, in my opinion. I actually, I've always liked Aaron Gordon as a player. I wanted him to be a Pelican at one time. Um, I thought he more than held his own in that matchup. And again, yo, they were just, they were giving Zion a right lane. Like, just go, just go right, bro. Just go right. And he refused it every time. Could have drove baseline every single time you wanted to. They were giving it to him, and he still just chose to go left, and they still couldn't stop him. They still couldn't stop him, and he missed a couple of easy ones. Yeah, like I mean, and man, I'm t- the sky's the limit with that guy right now. Um, on both sides of the ball, they continue to maximize what he does well. Go ahead, Justin, Justin, can I yeah, yeah can I add on to that? I just wanted to say, uh, just just to add on to what Chad said, you know, you gave out some outrageous Zion numbers in these last couple of games, but the thing to me that has stood out, I mean, you know, the points are with him, the points go be there. That, that's not a thing, right. but the rebound and the defense has like stood out. That's that's jumped off the screen. 
especially that last game. Uh, you know, he was blocked. I think he had three blocks, three or four blocks. Um, he, he's he's just it looks like he's just turned a corner in every sense of the word. Yeah, I mean, we'll go then Ross then Chris. I mean, Ross, you're seeing from Zion, but I'm glad that Chaz and, and Lito both pointed that out because I think me and Chris pointed this out on the last podcast. This is rebounding. Um, he looks like he's starting to get his legs under him more. Mm-hmm. It looks like you know he's giving he's he, defensively he's been really good energy wise. I mean, what are you seeing from him? Uh, and then we'll go to Chris uh, on the defensive side of the basketball. Yeah, he certainly he seems to be <clears throat> more engaged off the ball, right? For whatever that looks like, I think he's done a way better job of getting in passing lanes, being way, his hand, way more active with his hands, just getting in the stands. I mean, I, look, he's so athletic that these are the things, and I, I hate to keep harping back on like the college stuff, but this was the stuff you saw at Duke was like, wow, he's going to be in just a hellacious off-the-ball defender in terms of blocking shots from the weak side, getting his hands in passing lanes, being athletic. And so I think you've started to see all that, and I don't know whether that's him – buying in on some of the defensive principles. I don't know whether that's just experience now that he's been here for whatever it is. You know, it's the first time he's played shit in two years, like an extended stretch of games. So I don't know whether it's just him getting his legs back under him. Like it could probably some combo of all those things, but overall, I mean, he's a different guy the, the last two weeks. I mean, just a totally different guy. Yeah, Chris, and, and you've been seeing it more and more. His defense kind of leads to offense, right? Especially when, he, when he's rebounding, it's it's going like he's going coast to coast and that's really hard to stop so you've been seeing more of rebounding and then more of scoring in transition yeah you know um listen i mean some of the the plays that we saw from zion's first first couple years the you know oops from lonzo and company in transition like those were those were great um those were no matter where zion is with or without the basketball it's clear i mean look at all the opportunities him just deciding to dive opened up for others the the attention he's always going to have eyes on him but it's just something about him grabbing a rebound or him bringing the ball up the floor and you know it's a little different but you know he's a pace guy he gets he gets the rebound like you said it's go it's just like those practice videos that we saw you know in training camp it's full steam ahead and nobody (laughs) nobody wants to consistently get in front of that and you know, I mean, I was talking about this a few minutes ago with, with uh, AD on the spaces. You know, it's like this isn't like Shaq, right, to where, all right, well, you find a way to file him, put him on a line. He's only going to make 50, 40 percent of his free throws. You know, he had a night where he shot 12 or 13 the other night shooting, you know, around 70, 70 plus percent. Eventually, that's going to go up to 80 and so on and so forth. It's, just a, it's, it's tough. And with that passing ability and the ability to finish around the rim and having those weapons around him, um, he's way more dangerous coming down here with the basketball, running in transition, um, than he is, you know, you know, running, you know, being being the guy ahead of everything without the ball. Yeah, because I'm glad you mentioned his passing. Lido is he one of the? I mean, you can't call him a big. Like he's like, to me, he's a point guard. Yeah, to me, he's a point guard or a wing. But like, I feel like Lido. We don't talk enough about his passing because you know. Today, in today's game, superstars usually get all the shots. I mean, you look at the Kevin Durant's, you know, um, Steph Curry's not the greatest example, but you know what I'm talking about, Nikola Jokic, they're going to get most of the shots. Zion doesn't care about his shots, really. It's more about him getting his others uh, others involved, and that's what I've seen from him tonight or over the last four games. I think I think his passing is actually his best skill. His passing and his vision uh, while he's passing. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't think 
I mean, you know, he, he's athletic as athletic as, as athletic as they come, but that's not really a skill per se. That's more God given. The, the the thing about passing the ball is like you have to understand for one where people are going to be. Uh, you got to understand your teammates. You got to understand tendencies and things like that. And 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 with reps now that he's getting with these guys, like you could man, Zion had a wrap around pass to JV and a yo, like I was like, yeah, bro. it was the first bucket of the game, I think, for the Pelicans. Yeah. That was that was an incredible pass, man. Like he, his vision, his vision is crazy, and not only the vision, but like the the confidence to make the pass. Because a lot of people see it, but a lot of people not go. They're not going to take the attempt on it. Right. No, that's a good point, Chaz, because uh, with his passing ability, this now makes the game a lot easier for others, such as C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy. I see you're smiling here. Uh, C.J.'s still struggling. Um, he, once again, he's he's been sick trying to get into a rhythm. He hasn't really gotten to a rhythm, right? Um, but you got to think that Zion makes life a lot easier for everyone else. You know, I'm, I'm so happy you presented this this uh, platform for me to discuss this is something I've been thinking about, right? When I, you know, when I watch the Pelicans, when Zion's out or when he's not in control of the offense, I see a Teddy Bridgewater Saints, right? I see a boring, uh, grinded out to the end, shitty, uninteresting brand of basketball, right? I'm just making it plain. That's what I see. Right. I'm not saying who's orchestrating the offense. I'm just saying when Zion isn't, that's what I see. When Zion, yeah, yeah, put yeah, you can put it on me solo, right? So excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Um, all right. So thank you for the call out. Okay, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, but when Zion's orchestrating the offense, you see fucking prime Patrick Mahomes. So at the end of the day, it's really what is what you want, right? You want to see the Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill Saints, or you want to see the the Kansas City Chiefs from a couple years ago. It, it's, it's all about what you want, right? It's all about how do you best maximize your most efficient, most talented score. And yo, it just is what it is. You know, we can keep, you know, we can keep beating around the bush pause, but well, actually, that's not a pause. But we can keep we can keep beating around the bush pause. But it's like <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, bro, we we have we have the data, right? We have we have the data. We've seen each of these guys minus the other, and you know, it's just a better brand of bats, the more fluid brand of basketball. Other guys are involved. I personally can't see CJ or Brandon falling into a Trey Murphy role like what Trey did today. I can't see them parked on the wing cutting parked in the corner cutting finishing over guys pause i just can't see that it, it just won't happen they i feel won't. like chaz i feel like we have a lot of responses here i'm gonna go with ross first then chris and then, <laughs> and then i think leto's going but ross, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. a lot to unpack there basketball and non-basketball there to disrespectful but go ahead i do, do want to <laughs> ask you though i mean I feel like the more Zion has the ball, the the better, and, and not today, because I'm, I'm giving CJ the benefit of the doubt. I, I think he is working his way back into something of a rhythm. I thought he played pretty well last year at times. I, I think the more he's off the ball, the better he's going to look in two or three weeks. I, I really do. I, I think it's, no CJ. Oh, I think this is. I think oh, we're working. I think yeah. what has happened over the last two weeks, two and a half weeks, is. Going to ultimately be a very good thing for CJ's production for the next 
few months moving forward because I think you're going to see a more creative player. I think you're going to see a guy who's in a more natural position um, and, and getting him in better positions. I mean, he's, he still is a shot maker, and he's a guy that can get buckets. I think getting the ball out of his hands is going to make him more effective overall. And Because I, I still think, at least offensively, that he's a player that should fit with somebody like Zion. He should, they should be a, a kind of a natural pair together. So I'm sort of excited to see what that looks like in a few weeks. Yeah, Lito, we'll go Lito then Chris, because CJ has been struggling as of late, and it's okay. But um, he's a he's he's a huge part to this team, and especially if this team wants to be, you know, get mm-hmm. to the second round of the playoffs, they have maybe even championship contenders. Uh, yeah. What are you seeing from him? Do you think off-ball CJ with Zion, with the ball running through Zion, can he – can he understand that role? I think, yeah. I mean, hell yeah. Like he, I mean, he played with Dame. Like he is not like. He, yeah, but it's a, Dame and Dame and Zion are, in my opinion, are two different. Wait, yeah, different. yeah, yeah. Are they? They're a little different. The That's just, can, you to speak used, can he get used to playing with Zion? Yeah, I think he can, man. CJ, for, for one, CJ is a small basketball player. When I say when I say playing with Dame, I meant the the usage that Dame has like Dame Dame is a high PR guy so it's not like CJ always had the ball in his hands right like it would it would be times where Dame would create and and CJ would he he would have to shoot standstill open shots right he didn't it isn't he didn't create a 100% of the time so i think he's a smart guy he's very intelligent um he he's not gonna have a problem. I mean, what once you know he gets his legs back, and you know you see the after after effects of COVID. I mean, Jason Tatum talked talked about that last year how how it affected him for it had to be like two three months. Like he it lasts he, a long time, bro. CJ's a, CJ's a career 30, 39 and a half. He's a career forty percent three point shooter over yeah. t- however long he's I mean however long he's been in the NBA. Like yes, he yes he's gonna be. I'm gonna answer that question definitively. Yes, he's gonna be a guy. That is going to quickly, very quickly learn how to fit into this. Okay, like, well, I'm, I'm not worried about. I really am not. I'm less worried about CJ McCollum today than I was three weeks ago. Okay, but Chris, I mean, we've talked. CJ's taking some ill-advised shots. I thought in San Antonio he had some poor shot selection, even when he's been playing with Zion. But yeah. when everyone was healthy, he was pretty ball dominant. He would get more shot attempts, and I understand the free throw disparity, and I get that. But, but Chris, can he understand his role? Because it seems to me. The role is very clear. You give the ball to Zion and just get the hell out of the way. Can he can he understand his role? Understand I mean, his role? I, well, we, we don't know what his role is yet. I mean, we don't Chris, what do you role, mean you don't know what the role we is? Don't, we, don't, listen, what the role listen, is. we 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 don't know night to night what his role is because we have not seen enough guys, enough games with these guys together, this trio to say that. We don't know that. Night to night it may change. Give it, look, give I, it I hold on, hold on, Ross. Hold on, hold on. Give it, give it more time. Give it more time. Look, their their situation is no different from this show, bro. We you got you got three to four individuals that all come on and have their own solo solo shows that they feel very confident about. When they get on this show, we all got opinions and so on and so forth. It may be this person's to cook. This uh, chemistry wise is only built when you continue to do shit over and over and over again. But you telling me a guy that's thirty, that's thirty years old, that came here from a, from a situation that lost, that uh, that lost multiple times in Portland, that's number two, can't figure it out eventually. No, he will. Shit, he he was six. He had so what seven points, six assists tonight. He ran the offense through through Zion Wills. What else do we want? 
Is he gonna take bad shots? Yes, he's CJ fucking McCollum. He made a career off of taking and making bad shots. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's part of that. That's part of why you got him. That comes with guys like that. Why do we overcomplicate this? Give him more time. Let him and let's really see what it looks like. But we can't say what his role is. We don't know what it's going to look. What's what's going to be his role when this team gets rolling may be different from where we think it should be 20, 40, 60 games down the line. And and nothing that is is, none of this is is possible without CJ anyway. Like you have none of this shit. None of the none of the. I just asked a simple question. I'm not saying CJ. I I know how important CJ is. I'm not directing this to you, and I don't feel like Chris was either. But I'm just saying, like in in general, like you you know what I'm saying. (laughs) But I really, before I'm gonna let Ross answer, but I feel like I feel like Chaz. Shout out to the homegirl Angie Thomas. But 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 for Chaz to start. With a Teddy Bridgewater offense, like it's disrespectful. They hate, hate you, Game Chaz. That shit different, dog. It's disrespectful. It's all yeah. disrespectful. We're gonna get those comments, Ross. <laughs> no, I just I think Chris is uh, look. I I totally agree with Chris, and and I because we've all seen enough playoff basketball. Look, we're in whatever game this is. What game twenty one or whatever the shit it is. Yeah, something like that. Twenty three. It's teams are gonna defend, and we haven't. We haven't had the opportunity to see it yet, but we all agree now. Well, this is a playoff team. There's no, there is no like, oh, we're fighting. You know, oh, it's little engine. So, and, and so, what you have to start thinking about is, okay, well, what does this look like in the playoffs, right? This guy. What do you? What, what does it look like in the playoffs? Whenever teams are going to say, like. all right, Zion, and he may still go get thirty and ten and whatever, all this other stuff, but teams are going to say that guy's not beating me. Not oh, I know, not that, him. That's so where then, CJ's so then what, in. right? And that's why. You've got to let all this play out because there's definitely going to be nights, to, to Chris's point, where Zion's either going to get in foul trouble or whatever, and he's going to have to go run the show. Like, And so I think letting all of that play out over the next couple of weeks as people get healthy and we get more experience with Zion running the show is going to be a, a really useful time. I, listen, I agree. I completely agree with everything that was just said. I think, yeah, CJ, I, I understand CJ can uh, understand his role. Now we need to get Brandon, CJ, and Zion all the minutes possible because that's that's how you grow. Hopefully, right. Brandon's back on when we play Tuesday, right? Tuesday against the um, Pistons. Uh, Chaz, you of course just set a fire, so that was um, that was pretty impressive there. Lito, though, um, Ross said that this this team is now just a playoff team. Like it's not even a question of bubble. I remember about a month and a half ago, you ripped me uh, no. live here no. actually uh, on this show a month and a half ago that I was crazy that this team couldn't be a top four team in the West. Uh, what do you feel? What are your feelings today that they're fifteen and eight and actually a two seed? We we ragged on you because yes, I got ragged on. We we ribbed Ribbon. you. Sorry. Yes, Ribbon. we we ribbed you because <laughs> you said we were a championship team. That's what you yeah. said. I, I posed the question and then I said I think that they can win fifty wi- or they can win fifty games, and you just. Destroy no, me. no, I, did, I, I didn't destroy you because of that. Because I say they will win forty-eight games. I'm, the, I'm, I think we've been a playoff team the whole time. Okay, it was the championship question where we were like, yo, because I'm glad. Because no, and, and listen, you're right. I'm just, you know, I'm just uh, ragging on you. I'm sorry, ribbing on you. What is uh, ribbing <laughs> or ragging? Just, Whatever just, you got. Just, <laughs> just, just, just say um, I'm gonna give you a difficult time. Just say I'm giving you a difficult. Chris Connor just absolutely <laughs> in, a text, in a text thread on Friday. He uh, almost befriended me. But uh, Chaz, you know that this team, 
aspiration wise playoffs, they, they can probably win a couple of rounds. Do you think, and this is a tough question right now, but what do, what does this team, we'll go Chaz and Chris, what does this team need right now? Besides health, obviously and playing together. Um, what, what would you like to see this team add? You know, I'm, I'm big on context. I, I don't necessarily believe this team can win a couple of rounds. I think they can get to the second round. And I say that because the team only has, a, they've only beaten three good teams this year. And that's very important for context. Yeah, you beat the dog shit out the Spurs. I just saw the Spurs get beat by like 50 points by the Suns. You know, yeah, you beat the Warriors who weren't trying, you know. Um, you know, but the three victories also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they all came without your core your three core players. Uh, did all those guys play against Memphis? Guys? No, no I don't think Brandon no. played against Memphis, right? No, no, no. Brandon, wait. Brandon no, played against Memphis. The first game? Brandon got hurt against yeah, Memphis. The first game. Brandon got hurt. Yeah, he did, because Brandon got hurt at Memphis. So that was the second, that was the second game. game. He got hurt. Oh, so it, was Zion, it was Zion that didn't play the first game. Against yes, okay. it was Zion because he had a bruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's, it it's just like – I need to see these three play together at least 10. I've dropped it from 10 games to seven. I need to see Zion, Muddy McCollum, and Sideline Slim together on the court for at least seven to 10 games so I can properly evaluate these guys because it's impossible to really say what this team sailing is, right? Um, I think also as far as where we are, I think we got, you know, the nobody expected this shit with the Clippers. Nobody expected this with the Clippers. This is crazy what's happening with them. But still, they're taking advantage. They're winning the games they're supposed to win. I think right now you go get a, a rim defending big. Like, you know, my, my son, JV, he looked like he was running in sand today. He was jogging in sand. He he tried. You know, he tried. But there's only, you know, there's only so much he can do sometimes. So, you know, you know you need to address what's happening on the defensive end at the five, right? The fact Jackson Hayes couldn't get any minutes against a guy he's historically played well against, it's it's over for Jackson Hayes. He's out of here. Sideshow Bob has left the building, right? So I think, I mean, it yeah. depends. Like, See, it, that Lakers pick don't look valuable. Do you want to go and hit a single or a double? Do you want to use an asset to go get a Bohan in Nerlens Noel? It, it just depends on how close you think you are. So you look at rim protection, we'll go Chaz, Lito, and then, and then Ross. Yeah, oh, I, I'm sorry, Chris. Chris Lito Ross. I thought yeah, like Chris was looking like, at me like I was crazy. Uh, I can't stop. Like, what? <laughs> rag on him, Chris. Rag on him. Stop, stop it. Stop it's it. Okay. Um, uh, I think my my thought about what this team needs depends on what's what's the coaching staff's plan when everybody's back healthy with Dyson Daniels. I think if if the plan is to play Dyson added minutes when everyone's healthy, then I'm probably okay with not going and get another wing player off the bench. I'm okay with not with not having to go and get whether it be Boyan or if it's uh, Gary Trent Jr. I think I think I'm I'm okay with that. Regardless, they definitely need a they 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 need another option at center and mainly a rim protector. And you know whether that's you know or. Someone, it may not even be someone that's posed as a as a representative. Someone who is used to playing in a, a in in different roles, whether it be as a starter, someone goes out, you can plug them right in. They can play off the bench. They don't they don't make enough plays to hurt you, but you know they they don't necessarily save the world for you either. And maybe somebody that, that you're not going to have to make a decision on uh, from a contract perspective at the end of this year. So 
you know, maybe you're looking at a, you know, Plumlee in, in Charlotte or Mitchell Robinson just got paid. Maybe you look to go that route. I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. I think that you're in a situation that you can add, uh, you can make a lateral move and be okay with the depth that's surrounding this team and the different players that's been, that's been stepping up throughout the year. But I'm really curious of what's going to be their plan of action when Dyson with Dyson, when everyone's healthy, that changes how I would look at what they need. Interesting. Leo, go ahead. I mean, for me, for me, it depends on who the wing, who the wing or who the, the rim protector is. Depends on who's available, right? For me. Uh, you know, I know, I know at this point we're kind of, you know, watching and waiting on what the Lakers do because of their pick. Look, I tweeted a couple of days ago the Lakers aren't gonna be as bad as we think they as we think they are. I don't wanna I don't wanna hang my season on whatever they do. I, I'm so tired of talking about the Wimby pick. Like, yeah. you know, that's great. But so- that, yeah, like that 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 shit is like A D had 55 tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, <laughs> I don't know, you know what I'm saying? And and also like Yo, you keep drafting players. You gotta have spots for them to play, also. So I think like you gotta take all that shit into account. Excuse me, all that stuff into account. Uh, I I don't I, look, man. I, I, I'm with Chris about what he said about Dyson because I I do think in Spurs he can provide those things. I think that he's giving you rebounding defensively for sure. Uh, he he's got the length to maybe not block, but he can. Uh, he can he can change shots, right? Uh, JV is not going to be Justin. I know you're gonna love this. JV is not going to be the guy in the fourth quarter who's on the floor, you know, at, at center for the Pelicans. So, I mean, that's that's just the reality. So you got to have guys who can fit in spots, you know, here and there, give you spot minutes. Like Larry had a great block tonight. That was, you know, yeah. that was. Uh, I was on Jokic right on the weak side. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, on the weak side. Yeah, and and that's the cut to me. That's that's the type of. Like, you can't play a, another lumbering center against Jokic because he's got – he's too good. He's too skilled. His footwork is incredible, man. Like, yeah. he, he he's going to finesse the hell out of that. And he's he's strong. You got to play – kind of how they put they put Bruce Bruce Brown on, on Zion, right? Mm-hmm. You put a player on who you think can outquick him and beat him to the spot. That's, that's what I think. But anyways, to answer your question, it just depends on who's available – what we willing to give up? I mean, we got we sitting on a lot of picks. I I, I just don't want to. I don't. I'm glad. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I just no. Don't, I, I just I'm saying I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna pitch that to Ross because like because you're kind of saying Lito that you want to maybe cash in that that ship right with the Lakers. We'll go Ross and Chaz because there's one guy that I really really want. It's Bojan Bogdanovic. I've been wanting him since the summer. I think he's actually perfect next to Zion. He's a big that can you know. Defensively, he's not great, but he's a knockdown shooter. He's a spacer. But Ross, you know, Lito's kind of implying to cash in those Laker chips. What are you thinking? I know it's 23 games in, you know, the trade deadline's not in for another couple months, but you should start looking soon. Yeah, I'm a little torn because I don't think, you know, I don't like what does a lateral move look like? You know, if you're just bringing in another guy, you know, trading that pick to bring another guy, well, does that mean that you're like, is JV gone, right? Is Larry gone? We don't have – I think going back to the question you asked Chaz a little while ago about what is the sort of the biggest question, what is the – I still think playing time and rotations is by far, unquestioned, the biggest que- hurdle for this team at this point because we haven't seen enough of, of 
I worry less about the star. I think Zion, CJ, Brandon Ingram, I think those guys figure it out. They know how to play basketball. They've been playing with – they've played with all different types uh, of players, different skill sets, everything else. It's – Herb has to play. Trey has to play. You've got other guys. Jose has to play. Larry has to play. Like, those guys have been integral to what we've now done over the last two, three, four weeks – can you integrate another like I don't, there's two guys you didn't mention is Najee and Dyson who have been like pretty impactful like, when they I, played too. It's, it's 11. tough to just pop another guy in there. And so I almost feel like if you're going to make a move, it's got to be like a like a move. Like we're making a move like we're packaging JV and something else and two of these picks and we're going to get the guy that's going to play <laughs> next to Zion for the next six years. That's I what I, do. I can see Lito right now. I, I don't <laughs> because otherwise, if you're just bringing in another like another guy, then. You're cre- then, then you're adding to what I think is already the problem, which is like we got a lot of bodies. We got to go figure out how that's got to work together. And so if, if I'm making a move, it's a big it's a move. Big move. Like I'm going to get my center or my big guy or whatever the hell you want to call him that's going to play next to Zion and Brandon Ingram for the next five or six years. And I'm cool if we do that because I do think we should trade that. I thought we should have traded that pick. We should trade that pick at any point that in the next six months. Who Justin, to to. To Russ's to Russ's point, I mean, nah, your name's not Russ. Your name your name's uh, Russ. Russ. Yeah, yeah, Russ. your name's Russ. I'm looking at, okay, right? I'm, I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at the stats for the Lakers game, man. I, no, but but to Ross's point, man, I, I you know I think you know you got to figure out you know how many guys are going to be on the schedule no matter what, and how many guys are on call. I mean, I I, I think that's that's going to be important for this team. How many how many individuals are going to are going to play? No matter what, no matter who's healthy, no matter who's out there, and how many individuals are kind of just there, just in case. I think, I think, uh, look, and Chris, oh, let me. Sorry, can I, I just want to ask all you guys this question because, as I start to look at the end of games now, because we've seen it, ha- we've seen where we've had to get a stop, we've seen where we had to get a bucket, and and I, to me, it feels like there's like three or four guys that I could argue have to be on the court in any of those scenarios now. And so you're we're creating this situation where like who would those guys be? Like, exactly. Like you can take Herb. I mean, we saw what Herb did to Shea last week. Like you can take Herb off the court and like in a big two minutes left, any situation. I mean, is it, I'm never taking Herb off right, the court, like, but I'll be you know. like, are you taking Zion's gonna play like this and be this effective off the ball defensively, blocking shots, getting steal? Like the only guy that's off, off the court, court is JV. I mean, let's be well, real. And here. maybe CJ. And, and yeah, CJ. And CJ, and CJ that's what I'm saying. The point, and we don't have to have the conversation like the four who's in, who's out thing, but it just, there's a lot of questions, I think. And Chris, I'm just keep going back to what he said that like you're just gonna take more time. And that's a damn good thing to be sitting in the two seed, you know, at this point, yes. a quarter of the way through the season, and be like, mm-hmm. man, we still need a lot more time. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I think me personally, I think I see some some clear direction with a couple of guys. I think, you know, Jax has to go. You know, um, Garrett Temple's roster spot is an issue. He's in a he's an expiring. What next year? He's officially an expiring. Right. Well, I guess he's an expiring this year because his, his contract next year is not guaranteed. So, you know, those two. That thing yeah, you know, has an expiration date since it signed it. Yeah. So, you know, those two guys have to go. Clearly, JV. JV is a good uh, stopgap center, good you know, floor guy. Like, you know, when you see sideline slam out, you see McCullum out. You just saw what JV was able to do with Zion last game. And I do think JV can be more than he has been if he's given more opportunities early in the game. But you know JV is not a part of this team's future. But And even with Larry, for as great as Larry's been, there are certain matchups that you would rather have a larger center 
in that you know position closing games to help with rebounding to wait to so when you face a guy like Maxi Keebler or one of those um really athletic centers the Jared Allen's of the league or what have you um personally I would if I had to get rid of some guys I would only be looking to get bring in expiring contracts right now if Shea becomes available some Bam becomes available Mitchell Robinson becomes available that may change my um, perspective on it, but I would only be looking to go get a guy like Bohine and Nerlens Noel. And the reason I say those two names is because uh, you got Devontae Graham, who's expiring, who's virtually an expiring this offseason. You can you combine that with JB's contract and several other contracts, you can get up to roughly about $35 million, right? So if you bring in a guy like, if you swap, I don't know, uh, Jax, maybe uh, Kyra, somebody like that, and uh, Devontae for Bohan and Nerlens Noel, it's not hurting you from going big game hunting this offseason. The question becomes, do you want to, or do you feel like you're close enough to give up one, two picks, to, you know, maybe potentially three picks to go get a Bohan? Because you're going to have some competition from contenders for, for guys like that. And also, do you – personally, I don't even care about the Lakers pick. For me, if, if it was outside the top four, I didn't want it. Like, you, you, you got to go. Like that, that's how I feel about it. Right. But I guess the thing is, do you sacrifice assets for this offseason if it doesn't make you significantly better in the short term? And also you bring in a guy like Bohan. How does that affect like Trey? I think I think Trey is the closing five of the future for this team personally. Right. How does that affect Trey? You bring in another, let's see, bring in the guard. How does that affect Jose or Dyson? Um, you spoke about Najee and Dyson. I think when this team is 100% healthy, the, the question really only is Najee or Dyson, right? This team's 100% healthy. Yeah. Is either you're going to play Najee or you're going to play Dyson. Yeah. And, and Lito, that's a, that's a fair point by Chaz. Everyone needs minutes. You know, what, what do you, the depth is pretty crazy. Is it too deep? Because Chaz says, <laughs> oh, jeez. You do need to consolidate some things. Yeah, you do have because, too because many Chaz did say it's either Najee or Dyson. Like you're gonna have to sooner or later choose one because sooner or later they're gonna be fully healthy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, again, that's 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 the point that I'm I was trying to make about the Lakers pick and all the the treasure trove of picks we have. Like at some point you go have to play guys. Like guys, you can you can draft, you can draft in stats, you can do you if you think about it, what, what's the um Carlo, uh, my son, my other son. You got him, you know what I'm saying? Wing over wing somewhere yeah. in, in Europe, right? EJ like, Liddell. EJ Liddell right. coming back next yeah. year. Like hell, yeah. Kyra has been, you know, however you feel about him, he's been lighting it up in the G League. So I mean, at some point, yo, like you have to make a decision on you got I mean. In my opinion, right there's there's probably three roster spots that you know. You, who, who are they? Lito, name you, names. Who, you, who, who you, is? You could you could clean up. Um, one two of those guys didn't play tonight, so you know there's that. Uh, okay. Brandon didn't play neither, so that's one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not to do this right now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Go, go, go ahead. Who, who else you got? You want to about as Chris yelled at me through my chest, I was about to come at you. <laughs> Yo, uh, I mean, yeah, man, but I, I just think that I think, especially, you know, we're talking about additions. I mean, stylistically, 
hell, we we ain't been healthy to see how we really play together yet. So so you know, I, I don't addition wise, like I, I don't know how you you can't determine that until Brandon is you see Brandon Zion CJ for maybe twenty five games. But I mean, at that in a row. Yo, I'm saying at the, at, that's all. That's all I'm praying for right now, and I, I don't feel like that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta, in order to to build on something, you gotta start somewhere. And like, unfortunately, we haven't had the help to know what we need to add, right? Because like, we're just not healthy. So basically, all I was saying, we need more playing time. Plus, if you're going to make a move, don't make a lateral move. Go, go, you know, for at least a home run. Um, well, it, it depends because you, you bring up an interesting name, Chaz, is Bam Adebayo, who I think would be actually hurt. I mean. I, it's. I I'm think he'd be available in. this offseason. You're cashing or in for Bam. I'm cashing it all in. For yeah, Bam. I'm cashing it. I'm, I'm cashing it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, y'all I think Bam out of bio is the home run? Hitter. I'm saying right today. I would call Miami yeah. right now. I'd for cash it all in for Bam today. Yeah. If they, okay. If they so call, Miami, they call because Miami is interesting. I know it's a free agent destination, but Kyle Lowry's starting to get old. Uh, Jimmy Butler's starting to get old. I mean, old obviously. So are they maybe at a kind of crossroads where it's like? Yeah, but the They're problem is if win. you're at that crossroads, bam, isn't the guy you give up. Like it's. Like, but if you right. need picks, that's true. If you that need promising young players, I don't know. I mean, and it depends on how much you think Jimmy Butler has left in the tank. They got some shitty contracts over there between Tyler Hero. Yeah, you can't pawn Duncan Robinson off on anybody. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't get rid of him. No, the grave. Damn, cap hell. And the only thing I do like Bam, I really do. I think Bam is is a elite defensive player. And the thing, especially, you know, when you talk about centers, you talk about matching with Zion. But, man, it don't matter who has center because Zion going to make a way for Zion. Like, Zion can play through. Yeah, he, he's going to make a way for himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's just that rim protection on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Right? Um, because, you know, when CJ's on the floor, Zion, I mean, Brandon's been average or a little bit better this year. But, Chris, you're saying Bam out of bio. I, you know, I, I think you got to see these guys play. I mean, hopefully Brandon's back this week. Um, but would love to see Brandon, CJ, and Zion for a pretty good stretch, especially with the Bucks, Suns, um, and I think an, another like pretty much championship contending team um, in these next eight games. Chris, yeah. Chris, before you answer that, can I say one thing? Yes, we're saying we're saying Bam, but I mean, for me personally, if if my generational uh, my generational talent Evan Mobley is available. He's not. No way. He's so not. That's, 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 yeah, eight, that's eight picks. It's Christmas. Yeah. Maybe right? Jabari Smith's available, huh? What do you think he'll go for right now? It'll never. Evan, Evan Mobley's like four years away from four years after. Chris, go, uh, go ahead. <laughs> Y'all got wishes, Chris. Nah, Chris. <laughs> nah, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I like I like an idea. Even if it's not BAM, I think it's a, it's a BAM prototype of player. And mainly because I like the – the eye test, Zion's improvements defensively makes it a lot easier when he's on the floor to play smaller lineups. So, um, and, you know, I mean, to, to that point, him him being slotted at the five, even if that's not 100% what, he, what he's playing or what his future should, should land him at, they're giving good numbers, right? So, um, if that's the if that's how you how you see it, and it's not to say that Bam, that Bam's not necessarily a small he, he doesn't make your lineup a uh, small, but he's not a traditional center, right? right? I mean, you know, you know, but like a four this, playing five, right? Yeah, yeah, but it but in this bigger version of Larry, yeah, like, yeah I mean, yeah. It, yeah, in this, but in this era, 
in this era, he is. And I think he will be perfect for, I think, what this team needs. And I think a guy like him, he also gives you flexibility in the regular season when guys go out, if he has to take on a higher offensive you know, work workload, or if it's a, a situation where he has to play his role and be more of a just a laid back role play. I think the, the real question is what does Bam want? You know, uh, he's been in Miami for a period of time and he went from being a guy that was next to kind of take the reins to, okay, we just added Kyle Lowry. Uh, Jimmy Butler's still important here. We just paid Tyler, Tyler Hero. You're kind of like, you know, I mean, you went from being in, you know, number two to maybe three or fourth, depending on the night. So I'm really curious when we talk about accepting in these these kind of talents, it's very important to sometimes think about, all right, well, what what is that player looking to do? He's been to a finals already. Yeah. Is he looking to be a star in this league? Is he looking to have a higher a higher usage rate because he won't get it here? Or is he looking to be a piece of a finals uh, contending team? Ross, do you, you go into the tax form? Ross, Ross. And, and he probably and he, he probably remembers this summer when his name was coming up a whole hell of a lot in Kevin mm-hmm. Grant's terms too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff sticks in the back of people's mind. Lito, last thing we're going to close out here in the next five minutes. Uh, some people have been pretty hard on the coaching staff. Can we start giving some credit to uh, head coach Willie Green and his staff for making adjustments, giving the ball in his eye on? His rotations have been a lot better. Defensively, they've digged in. Offensively, they've been fantastic. I think they're top 10 in both categories, um, offensive and defensive rating. Uh, what have you liked from them? We'll go, we'll go, uh, we'll go Lito Chaz, um, Ross, and then Chris. I, I mean, they they've done a lot of things right. They've they've inserted the guys into. I li- I like how he switches the lineups up. You know what I'm saying? He's starting Jose, and then he starts Dyson, and he kind of uh, you know see who 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 gels together with that starting lineup. Uh, you know, tradesman starting. Obviously, people have been in and out. They've been injured, so it's not like I'm not trying to be negative, but. But the thing it's is, okay to be negative. sometimes you he didn't really have a hand in who plays. You just had to play who was there, right? Like, guys is hurt. Guys is out. So, yeah, uh, Brandon's out. I got to start Trey. Uh, uh, Herb is out. I got to start Dyson. Because you got to get the defense from somewhere at that point. You're trying to inject the same type of player into the lineup. Um, but I will say, I will say, he put Billy in the game tonight. He put Billy in the game the other day, right? So Willie has a lot of pieces that he's trying to figure out as well as, like, the rest of the coaching staff. It's just a lot of talent on the team. He's trying to figure out the right buttons to push. Um, Last thing, though, this is my last point. I want to say, yes, I can shoot. And I want to say I don't want to understate what Jose did tonight. Like he he was a, he was huge tonight. He was the catalyst for the whole win, in my opinion. The Nuggets were giving Jose the Steph Curry treatment, bro. They started chasing Jose around screens. That shit was crazy to me. Like they they were leaving their man to try to cover whoever picked Jose's. Like it was just insane. Like and and he he was just. It's another Willie Green move, though. I mean, back to the coaching staff, Chaz. Uh, you know, Willie's been. Um, is that, is that, was that a Willie Green? What, how, how is that a Willie Jose Green? usually come in that early into games. You, I thought he was in the second quarter. Thank you for foul trouble. Trey had like two fouls. Trey had like Trey had some. Uh, okay. I mean, it's a fair point. I'm just saying. 
maybe maybe it's a good move. Maybe it's not a good move. Maybe he's just falling <laughs> I, I, I chest. Go ahead. I, I agree with a lot of what Lito said. I give it an incomplete. I think when you got sideline slam out, when you got Muddy McCullum out, when you got, um, you know, uh, Herb out, it kind of makes the decision. It gives you it, the thing. I think the issue with coach has always been you got to take his options away from him, right? You have to force him to play, not play Gary Temple, force him to not play Najee, right? You got to. And I think that's what happened because, you know, they weren't. I thought Gary Temple got a couple minutes and he was okay. Uh, was that last game or game before last? But yeah. um, Dyson, I thought um, I will give him credit for starting Dyson uh, these past two games. I think that was an interesting uh, move. But with her being out, can you really give him credit for that? It's just it's an incomplete, man. It's 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 a, it's an incomplete. It's an incomplete. That's, Chris. that's all you can say. Um, I mean, I I agree that it's 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 incomplete in some from some perspectives because you know you want to see really what it looks like when everybody's available when you know when it's a little bit more tough but you know there are some smaller things that you know i think deserve deserve credit like i think that um like okay putting dyson daniels in the starting lineup after originally you put jose alvarado there you said nah jose deserves to to come off the bench he gives us more like you don't get the performance you get tonight that there's an argument you don't get it tonight if he's still in the starting lineup like he was a few games prior so I mean, I you know I like that that element. I like to decide. All right, well, even if JB has five fouls, well, Larry Nance has been the guy that's been out there playing, being your backup five. You say, oh, he's it's obviously not Larry's night tonight to guard. It's not it's not his matchup. We're gonna we're gonna call on Billy. It worked. So um, and then pretty much it was Billy from there on. And when Larry got back into the game, he wasn't the one. Uh, you know, holding down the five position, he was playing with another big stuff like that. I look at and I say, all right, it, it's it's you're you know you're catching on um, to how quickly things move, and I and I think that while it, a lot of things are still a work in progress for everybody, I think that they're slowly like they're making adjustments quicker. The second half in this game, you could have you could have decided to let Jokic do what he's historically done to the Pelicans and a lot of teams around the league and just take his opponent one-on-one wherever he wants on the floor and not send help because you're afraid of the person that's going to be wide open taking the attempt versus getting the ball out of his hands. Um, you know, um, we saw in the matchup against New Orleans and even the one in Denver last year, they they had the same approach of one-on-one and he dropped, he had career performances. But tonight he was on his way to another one. Second half, you send help, things change. I like that I, I think that, that there are some changes that are happening and adjustments that are happening on the fly better and more progressing earlier than last year. Yeah, and I think y'all were kind of like focusing on rotations, but I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because I think schematically-wise, we have to come to your Ross here in a second, but uh, schematically-wise, I think they've been a lot better. They put the ball in Zion's hands. You're starting to see guard screen for him, rub actions, you know, slot cutting, all that different kind of stuff. Defensively, they've been really good, too. Um, rebounding wise Zion buying in defensively I think is a huge thing that no one's really talking about because it's night and day difference uh, of effort on the defensive side so those are things that coaching style especially coaching wise and schemes and like you got to give him that credit and and these guys are playing at a high level whoever's playing is another thing keeping these guys involved and not losing the locker room like it's a big deal Ross uh, close us out yeah I, I, no, I, I think it's kind of bullshit to call it incomplete because I mean, who, who's in charge, right? I mean, you can't. There's a lot of things we we expect as fans and people watching the games that 
we see something and, you know, it's supposed to happen overnight, right? We want, you know, decisions, actions, changes, game plan. We want to change right away. Sometimes you got to implement things. It takes time. People have to buy into what you're doing. People have to develop. They've done a hell of a job developing players. Clearly, we have, like, we're able to just plug and play people. Keeping guys engaged enough to where Willie can not touch the floor for four games and then come in and play 20 minutes against the back-to-back reigning MVP and and look the way he looked tonight. Like, that, for me, is 100% the coaching staff. 100%. Like, so they deserve, in my opinion, basically an A-plus for the first quarter of the season because I think they've – I mean, what, what could have – like, what could have been better? Like, what could they have done better? I mean, a month ago, I think we had a lot of question marks about certain players. Like, I don't – I'm not sitting here with those question marks. I'm not saying, man, is – like, is Zion – like, ooh, we gave him all this money. Is is he going to be able to, like, integrate? Are we going to be able to play – play him defensively all that stuff like a lot of those questions have now been answered yeah there's still others out there but i think they're doing a good job of of changing pretty quickly getting things done um and and doing it while we're winning like i would rather be learning things while we win that's the mark of i think a good coaching staff and good leadership so no i think that i think they've done a great job anyone want to respond to that i'll I'll say it's like gas prices right (laughs) right when the gas prices go up it's not, you know, some if you like the president, the president doesn't control gas prices. If you don't like the president, it's all the president's fault. So I, I, like just, we just saw, wait, I say we just saw them play the Spurs. Right. And for a half, that was a fucking dog fight. They didn't show up for the first half. They the actually NBA, trailed. Chaz, so, it's the NBA, like just because no, you what I'm saying, the Spurs suck, they're still pros. They're going to come out and play hard. You're not just going to blow every team out the water. I mean, here, here's my best. Here's listen, hear me out. This is the best way I can describe it. I saw driving over here, saw a report that Trey young had beef with the coach and skipped the game. He skipped yeah, the game. I I that, yeah. Yeah. He didn't go. Yeah. Oh, didn't shit, sh- didn't show up. You think that shit would ever happen, <laughs> ever happen under, under Willie green, just with the way he's handled the team and the player. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know because again, I think, I think there's micro things, right? Like, I question how do you reel in a guy like CJ a little bit? Do you talk to him? Do you hope he figures it out? How do you reel in Brandon a little bit? Do you talk to him? Do you hope he figures it out? Did did you convince uh, Zion to play defense? Was it the $28 million? Because that would have convinced me. Like, is it just he's in better shape? Is it some of the narratives? Is it opportunity? I just don't know. That's why I say incomplete. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying I don't know because I haven't seen everyone healthy, and I need to see these decisions when everyone is healthy. Anyway, you're good, Lito. Uh, go ahead. No, um, I feel like I'm not saying that Willie hasn't done a good job. I, I don't want it to come across as that. But when you're asking me as far as like certain guys, I was saying like if your hand is forced, you have to play certain guys. Like that's All right. So there's not much of coaching going on right there. But and no, and, I, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that because he did. They did start putting the ball in Zion hands. Like they, they, they're, they're. Like Chris said, it, it's been subtle instances of things that are, that have happened. Uh, we wanted, we've been saying for the entire season now, we want Trey to get more than twelve shots a game. He's yep. he's had fifteen, you know, here and there. The last game he had seventeen, I think. Um, and just the confidence of him putting the ball on the floor. I, I think Willie's influence is in all of that, but the rotation wise question is is where I was. So. 
Yeah, I mean, getting guys ready to play, you know, as you were saying, like, you, they, you have to play these guys. Well, those guys have to be ready, too. And I think that Willie's done a great job. You know, Dyson Daniels come in the lineup and not really anything's changed. Trey Murphy's come in the lineup multiple times. Nothing's really changed. Uh, Chris, you can close this out, but I don't know if you have anything to say with off Chaz's and Ross's uh, back and forth. Uh, I mean, I, I think that there's a there's a point to to both of them, to be honest. I mean, I um, Chaz's Chaz's view in regards to his opinion about coaching and how it affects the long term side of things is different from maybe where Ross's is right now. And it's more like day to day and detailed and so on and so forth. Now, listen, there are there there are things there are a lot of things in this situation that we don't know which is why the question when especially when it comes to coaching and once you hear certain things you talk to people this close to the team like oh i didn't know that you or you know you'll hear something a year ago or something happened a year ago like damn i didn't know that or you know you figure out oh okay this person was really going through this or he was sick or that and it changes your whole perspective of you the only thing that we can go off of is what we've seen over time um which is last year in certain situations and look i mean it's hard because why can't why can't Willie progress? Why can't he learn from his mistakes and get better? We got to see more, just like we're talking about this roster, to really see, okay, has he learned from certain things that plagued him or this team last year? It's, it's, it's hard, and if Chaz is saying incomplete, it might not be from, all right, well, you know, it, it may be simply I need to see to the same question, to the same point of when we're asking about is this team a championship contender? I need to see more and I need to see this team healthy before I really tell you, all right, is he doing a great job or not? Has he done a good job to get them here? Absolutely. But we're talking about what just today, what is it going to look like? Can I tell you that he's doing a great job when I haven't been able to see what this team is looking like healthy and having all of their, I don't don't know. I think he's doing good, but I understand a different perspective and someone saying, "Ah, I need to see more. You know what's crazy over the last couple of years, you know, right at this time, 23, 24, 25 games in, we'd usually be talking about who we picking next year, yep. you know, who's an asset, who can we trade, how can we get picks, how can we do this, mm-hmm. how can we do that? Now we're talking about playoffs, championship contenders, the roster's too deep, we have too much talent, you know, so, you know we got 11 guys deep. What an amazing problem to have because the Pelicans are second in the West, 15 and eight, one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, the future is just incredibly bright. And, you know, they have a lot of chips. They have a lot of assets and they might cash in big. Um, but before you get off, uh, first off, thanks for watching us. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Love to hear your thoughts on the 121-106 win. Jose Alvarado career night presented you by DraftKings. Company Burger located 4600 for Street. Almost messed that one, messed that one up. And New York life. Chaz, Lido, Chris, Ross, and Justin. See y'all Tuesday. Way. It was a finger roll of anything. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.